Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, and this is the seventh week of the Easter season. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen indeed. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Hebrews chapter 9, beginning this morning at verse 1. Now the first covenant had regulations for worship and an earthly sanctuary. For a tent was constructed, the first one, in which were the lampstand, the table, and the bread of the presence. This is called the holy place. Behind the second curtain was a tent called the Holy of Holies, in it stood the golden altar of incense in the Ark of the Covenant, overlaid on all sides with gold, in which there were, a, there were a golden urn holding the manna and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant. Above it were cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot speak now in detail. These preparations having thus been made, the priests go continually into the first tent to carry out their ritual duties. But only the high priest goes into the second and he, but once a year, and not without taking the blood that he offers for himself and for the sins committed unintentionally by the people. By this the Holy Spirit indicates the way into the sanctuary has not yet been disclosed as long as the first tent is still standing. This is a symbol of the present time, indicating that gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot, be, cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper, but deal only with food and drink and various baptisms, regulations of the body imposed until the time comes to set things right. But when Christ came as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy place, not with the blood of goats or calves, but with his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of ashes of a heifer sanctifies those who have been defiled so that their flesh is purified, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to worship the living God? For this reason he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promise 
promised internal, eternal inheritance, because the death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions under the first covenant. Where a will is involved, the death of one who made it must be established, for a will takes effect only at death, since it was not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. Hence, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. For when every commandment has been told to all the people by Moses in accordance with the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the scroll itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God has ordained for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled the blood, both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Once again, how can we understand what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, and what Jesus has accomplished through his own suffering and death? We confess that Christ died for us, that he died for our sins, to take away our sins. His death inaugurates a new covenant now in his blood. And that is what we hear before we eat and drink the body and blood of Christ in the sacrament. But how can we understand it all? Well, by looking back at the former covenant with its worship in the tabernacle, a temple constructed according to God's own commandments, and with rituals carried out by priests and, and by the high priest to cover the sins of God's people. When we read the book of Exodus, we come across these long stretches of commandments and instructions that have to do with constructing the temple and all of its furnishings and, and the type of sacrifices to ask and when and, and how that is going to be done. And we might quickly read through or skip over all these things. It's not really pertaining to us. But the author of Hebrews reminds us that the temple is constructed as a model of the cosmos and the ritual service of the high priest anticipates Jesus' own service to us his own death and resurrection. Just as the high priest enters the holiest place in the temple once a year with the blood of a sacrifice to cover the sins of the people, now Jesus has entered through the heavens into the very presence of God with an offering of his own blood to cover and to take away the sins of the world. And by the superior offering, Jesus has atoned for sins once for all. All of this gives us a picture of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ a way of telling the good news of Jesus Christ in a way that reminds us of God's love and faithfulness and strengthens our faith in and our love for God, and a way for us to communicate with each other what God has done for us. What a gift it is to know that in Christ all of our sins have been forgiven, that we have been welcomed into the fellowship of the Father through the Son, and what a strength, a source of strength that God has given us to reveal to us the glory of this heavenly worship, a vision of a world with Christ enthroned in glory at its center. And what an even more remarkable gift to know that it is the will and testament, the testimony of Jesus, sealed by his blood to make us heirs with him of God's kingdom. So I wonder what difference it would make for us to our new days to remember and to recall that Jesus Christ has taken away all of our sins forever, and that by the blood of the new covenant, we have been made children and heirs of God. As we go into this day, we go forth with this good news to share and to take into our hearts and to trust in, but also to share 
with others and to welcome them into this fellowship we enjoy through Christ our Lord. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. And in the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and all gifts of healing and forgiveness. For the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else, and for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin, but be overcome in it by, or nor be overcome by adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.